0: What does motion sound like? With Kizikans Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizzik.com slash socks. And now,
1: and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Big thanks to Charlie McBride. That full interview going to be on the podcast, Hale Varsity Radio, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, the Full show also, of course, on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Hail Varsity Radio. Download, tell a friend, give us a reaction, and review good, bad, or ugly. We'll take it. And uh, the Hail Varsity YouTube channel can watch the uh, the full video edition. So, Brett emailed in chris at Hailvarsity.com. What the hell is brownies and fairies? I was able to find it. It sounds a little Red Rover-ish, the game. Coach references once in a while. So, uh, per uh, Google, how do you play brownies and fairies? You have two equal teams. Okay. One team's the brownies. The other team are the fairies. The two teams line up and face each other. Behind each team, about 20 feet away, is a safe place. Suddenly, the leader may call brownies are coming, and then the, the fairies turn and run to their safe place with the brownies chasing them. So it's not quite Red Rover trying to break through the line, but it's a, g- a game of tag, so to speak, where you go try and tag somebody, and then they're out. Hmm. And whatever team has the most people remaining, that's your ball game.
0: Well, see, that could make uh, a lot of things on a certain extra point attempt make a lot of sense from that game on Saturday. Maybe you're just playing Brownies and Fairies. Oh, yeah. He, he, he tagged him. He thought he was out. Yeah, <laughs> that's gotten a
1: lot of social media reaction. Uh, not a good look. Maybe it was uh, something you want to have back.
0: I'll just say that play, without naming names, sure. I'll, I'll I'll just say that play exemplifies what Nebraska's offensive line lacks this season. Give a crap. It, it's it's that that nastiness, and, and I, I have been on that at a much lower level, but I can tell you, extra point, that position it sucks. What you do is you sit there. And you try to get low, and you can't drive out of your block whatsoever. You just sit being there. And six foot nine makes it more problematic. You, and you just let a defensive lineman try to run you over. That's what that job is nine times out of ten. So I can understand why you would say, you know what, I'm just going to try to stay low here, keep my head down, keep my weight forward, and I'm not going to get knocked on my ass on this play. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it exemplifies that lack of nastiness. No, it's not fun. But you got to do what you got to do at a Division One Big Ten football school. It's about being physical, and that showed me a guy who was tired of being physical and was taking a playoff. You know what? I'm just going to sit here. I am going to let this guy try to truck me. I'm going to put my weight forward, and, and we're going to call it a day that's going to be the play. The, the extra point is going to be good, and I'll jog to the sideline. And by not having that that give-a-damn level, that, that nastiness level, like, ask yourself, would, a, would an offensive lineman in the 90s take that playoff, a Nebraska offensive lineman in the 90s? No, they're going to use that opportunity. You wait. You, oh, you're going to try to jump through this gap? I'm going to yeah. make you regret that. I'm going to make you regret that. And Nebraska's offensive line, that to me just exemplifies the lack of nastiness that there is within them. You know what? We scored a touchdown. I've earned my right to a playoff. This guy's going to try to run me over, and it's going to be no fun. So uh, I'm going to take this playoff, going to keep my weight forward, hope he doesn't knock me over, and I'm going to get back to the sideline. And you know what? The the other guy out-efforted you. There's just a lack of nastiness within the Husker offensive line right now, and it it permeates through to the entire offense. There's There's a
1: lack of nastiness. There's a lack of execution. There's a lack of confidence period mm-hmm. and, and people have been all over iola and this will get into the coaching discussion but you can't you can flip attitude and want to quicker right but eventually you 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 gotta have uh alternative options that comes through recruiting and development and that's why Nebraska was so is so heavy right now in the JUCO ranks for offensive linemen. They want alternatives to what they have. Why is he in if he's going to take a playoff? Uh there's a there's too many instances of just getting beat. Tackle position in general. And it can get corrected, it can get addressed, but it's still can repeat itself. That's that's unacceptable. I'm sure it's been addressed in the team meeting room. I'm sure it's been addressed by special teams. And if your quarterback doesn't get knocked out, who's to say Nebraska's not within one? Illinois did you a solid by shanking an extra point early in that game, made it uneven, so it was a six-point difference, right? And, and then you, you get back to even by not doing what you're supposed to do. And there's been plenty of former Huskers on, on social media that have gone nuts on on that play. But it's it's a symptom of of just, to your point, just checking out. Email in from Stephen, chris at halevarsity.com. I found it very interesting that a dropped pass immediately has such an impact on the game with the starting quarterback then getting crushed. Again, players put in position And don't make the play. Uh, You had Mickey talk about the fact that they repped that play. They repped that play. Really good play design on the wheel route to Ramir. Repped it 12 times. Caught it 12 times. But again, in the moment, how many touches in action has Ramir had? Not making excuses. He's had one draw play. That's it. And then he was in. uh, A special situation set up for him. I'm sure they repped it in Memorial Stadium to him and and you, you got to make that play there's nothing the coaches can do except uh, move on and but that was that was a dagger and then it was followed up by injury let's talk well,
0: well, ab- well just quickly to, to your point though mistakes happen in a football game you got to overcome it, it. It. it's how you <laughs> overcome it and you know what our, uh, our running back slash wide receiver, he dropped a pass. He was an offensive lineman, say, well, I guess it's going to be 3rd and 11 now. We better lock in here, make sure you get Casey some extra time. Who's going to step up and make a play to make up for the fact that, that mistake has happened on a football field? I mean, it's a similar story to, to what you see on, on defense. You know what? The offense, they, they set us up with bad field position here based on a turnover. We're going to step up. We're going to hold Illinois to a field goal. We're going to get ourselves off the field. We're going to make a play. You saw a little bit of that from the defense, but... Who on the offense is going to step up and make a play whenever somebody else falters? It happens on a football field, but Nebraska doesn't have that within them right now.
1: Let's dive into Mickey and his momentum. And Mickey's been really nice uh, up until – and I'm not saying he's not nice now, but there's a little bit more back-to-earth post-Oklahoma. You got a pass for that because of the situation that was. And, and then he reels off – two in a row and then you're not as ticked off you look at the positive so to speak post purdue and then you go into a bye week and you had quite a bit of mickey momentum has your opinion on mickey getting the job full-time shifted after illinois and and i think where you can have pause and listen i just want trev to make the best hire so Elijah and I can start talking about postseason football. It's been a while, okay? I want somebody in here, Mickey or whoever, that can go recruit lines of scrimmage, develop and coach up, and if a backup's got to go in quarterback or wherever, it's not a complete bleep show. I don't, I don't cheer. We, we talk about the content that's been presented, which is the, uh, the second half specifically, of the ABC broadcast, that's Nebraska-Illinois. And what you saw, what we saw, isn't going to cut it moving forward. So when it comes to Mickey and his candidacy, there's a little more room on the bandwagon after the Illinois loss, right? And one win shouldn't give you the, the gig. A loss shouldn't exclude you from the gig. We're not crossing out names like all the Big 12 coaches that have been mentioned for the opening once they lose, Now, Mickey still has a lot of season left. Ross Dellinger's article with Sports Illustrated is a really long, good, in-depth look, and Mickey's all about recruiting. His recruiting philosophy is a little different than Trev. Mickey wants to go get dudes that can compete with the Ohio States and Michigans. Yes, you need that to be a playoff contender. Yes, you need that to finish in the top four of the Big Ten, but you know you've got to beat Wisconsin you got to beat Iowa you got to beat Illinois you got you got everyone else in the division that's got your number period uh, you took on two teams from the east that are not good you beat them good for you you had a chance against Illinois your backups were not ready your backup wasn't good enough to do the things the daughter's supposed to do clearly there's a gap between starter and backup, but you didn't have them ready, or they may were they were supposed to be ready, but they didn't go perform with what you had planned. You didn't adapt your plan. Do you adapt your plan now going into Minnesota? But when it comes to Mickey, and his candidacy, uh, it, it was it was swimming along, but he was a Nebraska fan right now. Are, are you? Still on the Mickey wagon You can also email Chris at halevarsity.com. Or have you pumped the brakes on that with more of a national search? Because I think uh, next this week's big as well. It's not a determining factor, but you've got to make a call one way or the other moving forward because you need to know who and where you're going by early signing period, and you can't wait until post-Iowa to get a yes. You need to have a yes in your back pocket, whether it's Mickey. You've seen enough. You're working day-to-day with him. The thing Mickey could do is get paid, but also you could have a monster pool of money to put a really kick-butt staff together and go fix those problems. Uh, and, and and maybe he's the guy to do it. Problem is right now you still have a year left of divisions, P.J. Flex, a phenomenal coach. He can do it down dudes due to COVID, or he can do it with a limited offense, but guess what? He's going to figure out what he can trust, and he's going to go do it, and he's going to make you stop him, and he'll have a good defense. Uh, Jeff Brom right now, big game shaping up against Illinois. The pig farmer in two years has flipped it. Yes, he's inherited, but he is meshed. They've won ball games. Fitz is having another tough year, but don't be surprised if they as bad as they are, they don't bite somebody or push somebody to the limit before the year's done. Iowa's won a lot of ball games despite junior running the offense. They're still four and four. Wisconsin's finding themselves. Whether they go with Lenny or go higher outside, we shall see. But they've been winning a lot of ballgames for a long time. You are up against it currently. You are the worst team in your division right now. You're the probably third to worst team in the Big Ten right now. You have some difference makers on offense, but one of them may not go for you Saturday. All those things are helping shape a decision if you're Trev Alberts. And based on what you saw if you're Trev Alberts, that spark, that magic, that energy – gone in the second half that's not good uh, and it was gone because your backup quarterback, got your, your starting quarterback got knocked out what I've seen from the defensive side good rebound against uh, Illinois Illinois' offense clearly not Purdue's but the defense was ready to go so you're sitting in judgment right now trying to figure out what's best for Nebraska football and are you off the Mickey Wagon? A lot of polls are out there. It's midterm season. Hmm. <laughs> and it it is has it, it's flipped. At least what's out there on social media has the Mickey support flipped for you. We'll, we'll talk about that next year at Hail Varsity. Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to
0: save you some money. I'm Brandon Vogel, managing editor of Hail Varsity. And I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast 10 dollars off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we produce. 10 issues of our monthly magazine our annual football yearbook and all the premium content we produce at hailvarsity.com just go to hailvarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code gbr for ten dollars off a full year of hail varsity that's hailvarsity.com slash subscribe promo code gbr and now
1: and now back to hail varsity radio Back with you, Tale Varsity. We're presented by currency, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We talked a lot about physicality. I know Illinois mashed on the line from time to time, but I don't know that Nebraska got ultimately dominated. It wasn't great, but it wasn't as terrible as it could have been. I had visions of Melvin Gordon running through my head. They contained Brown enough. To, can can Nebraska do it again? Do enough. Against Mo, and then there's Allen. <laughs> there's then there's a uh, good old Blake waiting in Michigan. Uh, Brennan emails in. Seeing this team live really opened my eyes as to how soft the DTs are. Uh, he's talking about the polar bear. There's zero reason that guy should get worked that hard off the ball. And Illinois just they had their moments on the interior, right? Nebraska was fast and physical on the edge. I love the fact that they had a number of guys around the football. Jeff chimes in. I I still hope Mickey gets the head coaching job, not his staff, not his players. Nebraska hurt themselves. Illinois didn't impress me as much as I thought they would. So uh, Don chimes in. If Nick, Mickey's not going to be the head coach, why would they be out recruiting and making offers? Looks like he will be the head coach. Mickey said early, Don. That uh, he's gonna uh, try and lead the program better than he found it, and and he's gonna the coaches themselves they're gonna act like they're gonna be here, so they're gonna try and put Nebraska in the best position. I think whether he gets the head job or not, Mickey's got the opportunity, and it's said as much in the Dellinger article that that Mickey will have an opportunity Elijah to stay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you give him whatever he wants to stay if you don't name him. The question we're asking right now. Did uh, your your Mickey meter take a bit of a hit because of Illinois? And to me, it did a little bit. I'm not saying he shouldn't get the job. I'm just saying I expected more from them as well as they've looked since he's shifted how they practice, okay? I was expecting the the next man up mentality to be a reality. I was expecting better from the second team and maybe it's the groceries they're working with that's very fair too but you as a coach it's your job is to figure out what they can do well and put something together that gives you a chance to compete not supposed to win what nebraska did during the 94 season is unheard of mm-hmm. to go beat kansas state with the terminator they had so much talent around them they had a guy manage it and then bearing her to go seven and zero really good quarterback, great talent around well, him, wonderful team chemistry, culture, all that. It's unheard of to, to to do what Nebraska did as a backup, but they've shown they can do it. Well, look look at
0: Bama this year. They lost Bryce Young, and who do they have waiting in the wings? A five-star. Yet their offense still doesn't look the same when the five-star oh, it, comes in. Plenty of teams have struggled with the backup yes. quarterback. That That's not an indictment on Mickey. I don't even think that's an indictment on Whipple. Plenty of teams, including some of the best in the world, have, have struggled whenever their starting quarterback goes out. It happens. Like, as I, as I said with Coach uh, uh, McBride, mm-hmm. plenty of teams have been taken to the woodshed with their backup quarterback in the football game. That happens, but whenever you boil this down simply, what Trev is looking for, based on Nebraska's resources and fan support and this brand-new facility opening up, Trev is looking for a head coach that is going to be the cream of the crop in the Big Ten West. And the question that, that I'm asking myself is, has Mickey shown me this season that he – at least has the potential to be the best coach, the best head coach in the Big Ten West, the cream of the crop. And if it's not a resounding yes, you go to a guy with a resume that that shows you that that it is a resounding yes, that he has the potential to be the top of the Big Ten West. It, It has to be a resounding yes from Mickey, and that's why I think... Saturday's game was a blow on his head coaching candidacy mm-hmm. because it's it's go time for Trev. Trev has to make a decision in the, probably the next three weeks. He this, has to have his guy lined up. Mm-hmm. And if it's not a resounding yes that Mickey Joseph has the potential to be the best coach in the Big Ten West, you go elsewhere.
1: Who would you hire in the West to step in right now? Mickey versus who? Would you take Fleck over Mickey? Toss your personal take aside. Look in the mirror. Can the guy coach football and does he win? Yes. Mm-hmm. Bielema. Yes. yes. Okay. Ferrance what isn't leaving. I, I don't know that, that I don't but, know but but that, if you, I don't know that Fleck or Bielema are are options either, right? I'm just saying look at Fitzgerald you'd take. I think you'd take about everybody. And this isn't a shot at Mickey, but there's there's guys that have been in the league a while now that have shown the ability to develop and and win ugly and win gritty and and win in ways without your your first team and that's the name of the game for Wisconsin that's been the name of the game for Minnesota uh, and and honestly Iowa and Northwestern I mean, Northwestern's never going to out talent you most parts but they find a way to get it done marky Uh, writes in on the uh, stream yard, do we really think the gap between quarterback one and two is as wide throughout the country as it clearly is here? That statement's an indictment of the staff, current and former. Yeah, both past and current needed to have pretty ready or be able to go with Smothers. They didn't. And that's why it was you couldn't squeeze a drop out of the offense in the second half. But
0: to get back to your point about... Could a guy like Bielema step in as the interim head coach and do just as well as Mickey, if not better? I'd say yes, because I look at that performance last year that they put up against Nebraska. In his first game as head coach, the starting quarterback gets gets knocked out of the game. Brandon Peters gets knocked out of the game, and your offensive game plan goes out the window because now you've got a completely different quarterback in Arthur Sitkowski that's got to come in and lead your offense. And ah, you know what? You know what? He had a game plan for Sitkowski. Sitkowski came in and outperformed Brandon an Peters. Abil-
1: they had ability to go run the football, though. He had ability to do something else. Uh, Matt makes a good point. We'll get to the phones in a moment. Uh, right now, Matt says Mickey's letting Whipple decide whether or not he'll get the job. Cut ties with Whipple and do the simplest thing you can. Listen, I think Whipple's a really good coach, but you got to show the adaptability. Who's with us? Yeah, Pete on the line. Pete, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I want to give my opinion. You know, I was a big uh, Mickey Joseph supporter, and I've kind of changed a little bit. And part of the problem is I don't know the dynamics. You know, when Scott Frost was there, him and Whipple would kind of argue. And and Mickey Joseph does not want to run this style of offense. If you listen to Mickey and what he says, you listen to Trev and what he says, this offensive coordinator does not fit what they want for the future in Nebraska. So I don't know if this Whipple was hired and he had complete control and nobody could – override him or what it just seems like mickey joseph does not have the authority to override uh whipple so i guess you'd have to really know the dynamics if that is the case then i can't blame mickey for the offense because he's being overridden he's he's not being overridden if he's not being overridden then I'm sorry, Mickey has to put his foot down. If he's not willing to put his foot down and and it's his team and do what he wants, then maybe he's not the guy for the job. And the real guy for the job, too, that I've always been high on is Jerry Kill, and I'm going to bring up his name until we get somebody hired because I think he's an excellent coach.
1: I think he is, too, Pete. I just think he's got too many health concerns. Thank you for the phone call. I know he's back in coaching, but why is he at New Mexico State with his track record mm. with Kill? Uh, Joe says, good afternoon, guys. Is Harburg an option at quarterback? Ten inths are too many from Casey. Can uh, Mickey find a solid quarterback from a JUCO ranks? That's for next season. (laughs) The here and now is what's important. Yep, yep. And And, and, and 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 the the
0: transfer portal is going to be even more crazy this offseason than it was last season. There's going to be people available in the transfer portal so let's let's yeah as i'm I'm with you let's let that lie until the transfer portal you
1: you need to have control of what you can do plan a and plan b on offense for saturday figure out something that can work